my co-parent is restricting extracurricular activities. They don't want uh, the kids to be doing this. The other parent does. What do you do in that situation? I hear this all the time. This is like such a thing. I don't know. I have a theory behind it. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about the sponsor. Today's WTF Divorce episode is brought to you by Soberlink. If you're going through a divorce and custody case involving alcohol, Soberlink is the solution for you. More on Soberlink at the end of the show. Now on to today's episode. My co-parent is restricting extracurricular activities. They don't want uh, the kids to be doing this. The other parent does. What do you do in that situation? I hear this all the time. This is like such a thing. I don't know. I have a theory behind it. So parents split up. And in a lot of cases, you know, mom might get more time or dad feels like because he's no longer in the house anymore. I know in this situation, this is a mom who wrote in and the dad is not allowing the extracurriculars because I'm sorry, but this is what I hear over and over and over. I've never heard of a mom like taking an ex to court because they don't want their child to go to dance. I just haven't. So you could get mad at me in my DMs later, but I've heard of so many dads who don't want this. And I think it's because, and if you put yourself in the man's shoes, it's got to be really freaking hard to be a dad who's now not in house anymore, knowing that kids up until a certain age are just biologically wired to want mommy, 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 mommy. And they want to exert some control. They want to feel like they have some say in this. And I don't blame them. I don't think you go about it by blocking the extracurriculars. But I think if you understand the why behind why it happens, this could be it. And so this is a great opportunity as co-parents to say, okay, you know what, dad, you don't want child dancing. I don't want mine playing ice hockey because, you know, she's four years old and it's just not something she likes. What can we come together on and say, you know what, this is a really great activity for her. We both like it. We could, and, and giving, you know, putting your ego aside and working together. And even if it means picking something for three months that your kid may not love, but that you both agree on, it opens the opportunity for more collaboration in the future. I think the reason why so many dads behave in this way is because they really just feel iced out of the equation. And if they're only going to have so much time with their kids and they work until five, six o'clock, they don't want now this time to be dragged on till seven or eight because of a sport. I can understand that. doesn't make it right, but you have to understand the why behind people's behavior. That's really good. And I think so much content is directed towards moms, which is, you know, I've even realized with our audience, uh, it's probably 80% women, but men, we do want to hear and learn this stuff too. Look, your uh, co-parent is, you know, if you're a mom listening, your co-parent is a man. So it's interesting that like, I, I like how you acknowledge like that. I get why you're feeling like that. I think like that's an important piece that a lot of co-parents, divorce people miss empathizing with your other partner, even if you don't agree with it. Like, I know this is a drag for you. And just even like using words that can validate some of their feelings, because they are feelings. I don't necessarily want to be at dance class at seven o'clock, but like the way you approach that conversation can 
can just change things. And you said the magic word, Rob, it's empathy. So, you know, in marriages, we sympathize. We want to fix. We want to help how the other person feels. We want to do anything and everything to not upset them. When we shift out of a marriage and now we're co-parenting and we need to break the cycle of like marital codependency, we need to shift in this place of empathy, which is, I see you. I'm not here to manage your emotions, but I see it. And Bill Eddy teaches this in the High Conflict Institute. He's the guru of all things high conflict. He has um, a book and a and a a program called Ear Statements for Calming Upset People. Ear stands for empathy, attention, and respect. So when your ex comes to you with, you bitch, why did you sign her up for dance? That's my day, and I don't want her doing dance. I'll take you to court if she does dance. You say, with empathy, you know what, Rob? I'm so sorry. That really must have upset you to see that I was signing her up for something on your day, the same way you would validate for a toddler. I want to make sure that this doesn't affect your time with her. How can we work together so I can respect this feeling for you and make sure that you still get enough time with our child? That will de-escalate anybody. Empathy, attention, respect. And it's designed for high conflict people, insert personality disorder name, whatever you think they have. This will work because all people at their core want to feel heard and validated. And when you're dealing with an angry ex, it's especially so. So check it out. Ear, ear methods for calming upset people, it works. And it's rooted in empathy, like you said. And a lot of that is repetition, practice. I have empathy for the fact that it's probably not going to work the first time or two. But you have to detach yourself from you know the results of it. You have to keep trying because you can only control what you're putting out there. And the other piece is like, I, I don't think divorce, whenever I talk to people about divorce and co-parenting especially, is like, you're like thrown into like kindergarten. You've never experienced this. You, I think, need to learn these tools from an expert because you do not, when in your life have you had to approach an ex who you now see every day and interact with in the most important part of your life that maybe you despise and yeah. you now have to like figure out how to use empathy to talk to them. That is like a PhD level shit that right. You're thrown into kindergarten, but the classroom's on fire and you have your hands tied behind your back and a blindfold on. That's literally what co-parenting is, and that's why like I there's certain states that have um, a, a separation period before you can file for divorce. I think it's so brilliant because you're asking people to make the hardest, most long-term decisions of their lives while they're at their most emotional and angry and hurt and, you know, disappointed, insert every negative emotion. It's crazy to me. And then they have to co-parent, right? So that's why I focus so much on co-parenting on the high road, because when you stay there, you don't let yourself stay stuck in this marital cycle of communication. And, you know, we have, we learn similar, um, we learn certain styles of communicating for survival in relationships, right? Like my husband knows not to talk to me about certain things before I've had my coffee, right? Like I'm not going to come to him in the middle of the heat game and start asking him like what he wants to do this weekend. You learn how to talk to people, but then you get divorced and you realize you're still like worrying about their feelings. So you ha it's like, there's so much relearning. It's so hard. Absolutely. Yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, this is the ex, how many ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends do you still keep in touch with? Usually you break up, that's the end of it. This is like, not only are you going to break up, but you're also going to be like, have the most weirdly intimate relationship, an important relationship of your life. And so yeah, empathy for anybody going through it. This is not normal and 
seek help. And the understanding that your ex, just like you're pissed and you're mad and you had to go through your own grieving process, they have to go through it too. And they're likely doing it very differently than you because men and women are wired very differently. And so what you may have gotten over, they may not have gotten over yet. And that's, that's their thing. And so you can't control how they feel about the divorce. That was a huge thing for me because I chose to leave. And so I'm like, okay, now we can be friends. And my, my ex was not there yet. And then in my mind, I'm like, it's, he's such an asshole, but he wasn't, he just hadn't gone through his healing part yet, you know? And, and I didn't afford him the opportunity. I didn't have the perspective to see that, like, it wasn't on my terms. It's on our terms. And so that's, that's, you know, an important shift I had to make. And whatever you're, you're not seeing it too. So you don't know that they're not grieving. You just have no insight to it. I mean, I see that a lot. Like I, I project that my ex is, you know, whistling around, going on dates. I have no idea if she's crying herself to sleep, all these things. You just don't get a window into it. So it's, you don't, it's very confusing. and you don't know. That's a really well, good point. All right, Michelle, tell people uh, where they can find you. I am at the Michelle Dempsey on Instagram. My website is michelledempsey.com. You can learn um, on the website how to work with us individually for coaching. I have great coaches on my team or how to become trained as a divorce and co-parenting coach. We're doing one more training this year in May. We've done trainings every month since last November. We've put out wonderful coaches into the world. So if you want to join us, make sure to uh, apply now. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate you. It comes as no surprise that not all divorces are created equal. While some divorces are collaborative and amicable, others are painful, accusatory, and may simply have you thinking, what the F? If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, this is a sobering reality. The folks at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. The WTF Divorce Community is here to help shed light on the fact that whatever you're going through, you are not alone. If Soberlink is reaching you at the exact time that you need it, visit www.soberlink.com WTF to sign up and get $50 off your device. That's www.soberlink.com WTF.